on a bi-monthly wedding photography podcast, strictly wedding photography related, although we might get into some other ideas. That's the goal. Mm -hmm. um, that will kind of come back around to wedding photography is the plan. And, uh, and from here, I think we might just kind of get into <clears throat> a little bit about who we are and uh, what we're doing. Andy. Neil. Tell us about yourself. <laughs> Tell us about me. Okay. Does, so doesn't that seem like when you're going in for a job interview, uh, you know, you sit down, you're all nervous and stuff, and then they're they're just like, "Tell us about yourself." Yes. <laughs> so, I uh, got, how'd you get into you know photography? What was your inspiration? So, I I guess what I'll do is maybe I'll start with some facts. Okay. Okay, and, and the facts are because a lot of like I think starting photographers, um, wedding photographers are you know, trying to break in and think about how numbers work and how all the things are working. But I'll just tell you, like, the facts of how it at least worked and started for me. In 2009, I bought my first uh, DSLR. I had kind of played around with cameras manually prior to that. But I bought my first DSLR, which was a Canon 7D. In 2010, I assisted on about four to five weddings mm -hmm. and shot one, maybe about two to three weddings on my own in 2010. In 2011, <laughs> I had 25, 20, somewhere between like 25 and 28 weddings. I wow. think it was 28 weddings in 2011. Yeah. I was underpriced, but I mm -hmm. most certainly did have 28 weddings or whatever that was. In 2012, I was more reasonable in terms of where my rates were, but, mm -hmm. I, but I, I have since then shot about you know, anywhere between 25 to 35 weddings a year. Okay. And those are just the facts of how, how things started for me. But I, you know, like if you want to get into more of it beyond that, we can. But that's, mm -hmm. that's like, those are my numbers. Actually, I'd be curious to know what your similar numbers are. Like when you started, what, when did you start and how did, okay. how did that process work for you? I started in 2007. Um, you know, I picked up my first DSLR. It was a Nikon D50. Yeah, it was. I saved up all my gift cards uh, for Best Buy. That's all I asked for, 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 you know, from family and friends, and uh, and I used those gift cards and bought a, my first DSLR, and that's all I could afford at the time. But at, at that time, um, I was I was shooting more friends and stuff, just like for like little uh, fashion shoots and stuff like that, and you know, landscapes. And then um, one of my friends he saw the work that I was posting on MySpace. Uh, yes, this was back in the MySpace days, and uh, he, he saw my work. And he was like, "Hey, can you shoot my wedding?" I'm like, "Ah, you know, I don't, I don't do weddings. You know, I was always kind of scared from them. Um, a lot of work. You kind of heard that there, you know, a lot of responsibility and everything. And uh, but he, he really liked what he saw in my work, and he believed in me. And and this was uh, actually a destination wedding. It was it was in Boston. Uh, I'm from Buffalo, New York, so it's it's not too far away. Um, but for your first wedding to be, you know, far away, it's, 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 it's pretty scary. Um, so anyway, I, I took the, I took the, uh, took the job and uh, I did it and I fell in love with it. And, um, you know, I started posting more pictures and stuff like that online and it just kind of blew up from there. Uh, the next, once, once people saw those images, um, I think I had four or five weddings the next year. Uh, I never assisted anybody. Um, I just kind of learned as I learned as I go, learned as I went, and, um, and then, uh, then the following year, I think I had close to 20, and then I went up to 40, uh, over 40, <laughs> and, that, and that's why I knew my, my pricing was uh, a little bit low yes. um, at, the, at the time. Yep. I, th I think my biggest package was probably around 2500 but my lowest package was probably, I think, 1700 uh, but for the Buffalo market at that time, I, I think that was kind of reasonable. But, but my, my my style of work was a little bit different. It was it was something that nobody really ha has seen in this area before. And, and I'm talking about like 2008, 2009. So, how would you describe your style at at the time? 
At the time, it was it was I took a lot of risks uh, just because I really didn't want to be a wedding photographer. Um, so therefore, I could you could be really risky of, of shooting. I, um, you know, of course, I did I did all the basics of you know that they have to do all the family portraits, and then I just kind of just um, tested a lot of things with light and um, and style of shooting. So it's know. funny, you know, like when I first started too. Um, for me, I, you know, you, saw, you had mentioned, you know, taking risks. And for me, too, when I first started, it was all about, you know, it's funny. When you start shooting somebody's wedding, you know, in the beginning, you don't want to be taking too many <laughs> yeah, risks. Okay? I know, I know. And believe me, people, Neil and I are both very established photographers at this point in time. And right. we'll kind of talk you through, you know, we have, there's, there's a lot of information between the two of us. If you stick with us long enough, I think you'll learn quite a bit. But um, but uh, taking risks in the beginning, but, but so did, I think, a lot of people do when they first start out. Um, in the sense that you're not confined to the rules that you essentially mm-hmm. learn, all the rules, a lot of these rules that I'll probably be telling all you people on this podcast about consistency and style, consistency in editing, you know, delivering, you know, be, and there's a reason for that. But, exactly. but in, in the beginning, um, you everybody feels like, oh, I'm just going to ignore all that <laughs> shit, you know what I mean? And, and, and be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be an artist and do whatever I have to do. And that's good. I feel like we should never lose a piece of that. Right. And I know for a fact, when I look at your work, you have, have not lost that, that piece of that. And, 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 and you know, that is, that's the important thing about mm-hmm. maintaining the artistry and, and what it is that, yeah. that we do, right? You know, I, I think... Uh, one thing that you and I have something a lot in common is that you and I never really set out to be wedding photographers. And that's what a lot of people do is, you know, they, they get a camera and they're like, I want to be a wedding photographer. Um, just just kind of do it as a hobby at first. Um, you can learn from, from others and see if it's really for you. And if it, uh, if it lights a, fu- a fire in your belly, then, then yeah, definitely, definitely go for it. But I think taking risks is, is very important. But don't don't do it like right away. I mean, um. <laughs> yes. So, and that's the thing too. You know, a lot of what we're going to be talking about is we're going to talk to people that do this professionally full time. This is wedding photographers mm-hmm. unite here, people. Okay. <laughs> so we're ta- we're talking to the broad spectrum. We hope to have a lot of you know working pros that that listen to this podcast. But we also do know that we're going to have a lot of you know amateur photographers that are interested in getting into weddings. Uh, so when you know when you first start shooting a wedding. Uh, you want to be honest with the, your initial clients. That's the biggest thing, I think, and that follows through to no, no matter you're working later on as a pro. It's all about being upfront and honest and direct with the clients that you're working at. So if you're going to shoot your first or second wedding, tell them, hey, just so you know, <laughs> this is my first, second, right. or third wedding. You know, that's something that you have to do. Um, and, and then you can charge an appropriate rate mm-hmm. at that time. I actually just had a conversation uh, this morning, did that ASMP breakfast thing, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the topics of the conversation was, you know, how much should I charge for this wedding? And, you know, we'll get into I don't want to, we could probably spend the whole episode talking about pricing. We'll have a whole, yeah, episode, a whole different episode, you know, guaranteed, yeah. and you know, it'll work out just for that. But, uh, but, it, but the ultimate point, though, that I think I do want to make is just that it's okay to start out just, just at a rate that's you know, whatever it is worth your time, time mm-hmm. versus money in order to build up that portfolio. But as soon as you have that, then you have to start recognizing what the price is and what you want to do in order to sustain a, a realistic business. Right. You um, have to charge what you're worth, really. Yes. And what your product is worth and your experience as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Urban, I'm going to look at our next topic here. <laughs> and uh, so far we did just like a little intro of who we are in background. I'm sure we'll get more into that later on. But that's just a that's just a starter, I mm-hmm. guess. And we'll go on to our next uh, topic here, which is uh, why do we do what we do and inspiration. And maybe I'll just start with asking uh, Neil. Like like most people have somebody, like the person that uh, that like inspired them yes. to to yeah. be this to be this you know to to go out there in the world uh-huh. and do amazing things. And so I'm going to ask you, who is the person that that inspired you? Now the person, okay, the person that inspired me. Well, was not a photographer. Um, it was when I was a little kid, and uh, and I was doing like a little puzzle when I was, you know, that normal kids do. And the puzzle was of a illustration from Norman Rockwell. And at that time, I was, I looked at the work, and it told such a story in the in the one image that I was I was blown away by it. And I couldn't at the time. It looked so real that I thought it was a photograph. You know, I looked at his work, and I, it was it just blew me away. And um, and I love the style of it, the storytelling, 
And just once I picked up a camera, I, I kind of wanted to create these images that told a story that, um, that looked surreal. Um, even, and I, and I knew, I knew it, I could get some stuff in the camera, but I knew a lot of it had to depend on uh, post-production uh, to give it that surreal look. Uh, but when people say, you know, your images look like a painting, and they say it's too photoshopped or whatever. Um, oh, by the way, I have yeah. something to say about that. Oh, okay. Oh, I've got something to say about that. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, if, 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 if people say it looks like a painting, that, that's, that's wonderful. Um, but if, if some people say, you know, it looks too photoshopped, well, at least I can, I can pull in the raw file and say, hey, look, look at the difference between the two. It's, it's not that much difference. I, I try and nail everything inside the camera, and then I can kind of take it to the next step and in, uh, in post-production. But which I believe we should be doing in our own ways oh, in order to differentiate yeah. in the market, yeah. which is important. I mean, po- um, remember, people, post-production um, is, is, is our, our dark room nowadays. Uh, every photographer did it back, back in the film days, and, uh, and it's very important to finish your images. Yes. And, uh, just I need to mention this. Just a little philosophical sure. point here that I think people should consider. Okay, Back in the day, before cameras were even around... People hired people to paint, you yeah. know what I mean, images of their family or, you know, that's what people did. And ever since, you know, these, you know, cameras came out that captures things real or how they really are, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's, it's, you know, that's a beautiful thing. But at the same time, you know, like when these modern digital cameras capture in so much detail, you know, like everybody's face has his flaws and these little things going on with it. And it, it captures it in so much detail. I, I ask myself the question a lot when I'm editing, if I was painting this portrait, mm-hmm. would I have chosen to include this little dot on this person's face in this particular spot right here? Because I don't think I would have. Right. And, and who's to say that, that you know, and all, the other thing, too, is that our eyes, we know that our eyes can see a much larger dynamic range than cameras can. Mm-hmm. And and we have this viewpoint that that what comes out of the camera is exactly real, but it's not because we know that our eyes have more of a dynamic range. So if we choose to push a files or mm-hmm. I'm you know I can use the word HDR, but you know that's one technique of pushing mm-hmm. fi- images, right? But who's to say that that if, if you know just pushing blacks or bringing back you know highlights. And, and in a really compressed way, isn't that closer to the way our eyes actually view life anyway? Right. You know, yeah. and, and so that's so when I, it kind of irks me when people get on that, you know, this is how camera photos come out of the camera. This is how they should look mm-hmm. um, when, um, you know, and I look at, I look at the work that, that you do and it is, it is art to me. I think it's, it's a beautiful art and that's what more people should be doing in their own unique ways. I'm not to say that, that, um, that you know, there's nothing wrong with people if they want to you know have some a look that comes up you know that's cleaner out of the camera, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. But but it's not more right or more wrong or more anything. You, you know, and 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 at the end of the day, art is in the beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Oh, right? exactly. So our clients decide that ultimately. <laughs> and it depends so. on what kind of photographer you are. I I mean, I feel like I'm more of an artist than a photographer uh, because I have this vision, and uh, camera is my tool. And then I create, I capture the moment, and then I take it to the next step of mm-hmm. what I need to do in post. And but uh, but then there's photographers who are just photojournalists, and I completely respect them because it's kind of st- yes, I do photojournalism during a wedding, but it's not my strength, um, and I give them completely a lot of respect for it because I don't, I really don't have that patience to sit on a wall, to be the fly on the wall and just wait for the moment. I, during a wedding, I kind of need to make that yeah. moment happen. It's time to, time to make this moment happen, <laughs> yes. people. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. You get over and, here, you get over here. Let's see love. Right, people. right. That's, yeah. That's, the, that's, that's, that's a beauty of it, you yeah. know, to be a wedding photographer and to yeah. direct people. Uh, just because if, if people aren't in the right, you know, in the right light or giving me the, the, the right uh, kind of emotion or something like that, then I, I'll, I'll just go crazy and say, yeah, I'll, if I'm a photojournalist, if I don't, if they're not how I want them in the right light, yeah. then you know, you're, you're then, then I'll be out. so upset you're about it. Help them out a little yeah, bit. yeah, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm not completely a photojournalist, but for those people who are, who are those fly on the walls who don't give any direction at all. I completely respect that. That's a that's a whole I, different know, art as well. I don't yeah, know if you do, but yeah. I mean, I I, 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 do. I see, I, I appreciate. I, yeah, I do. I appreciate it, but 
there is, you know, there's this. It's like being a hunter. You know, <laughs> I, I have no patience. You know, I'm not a hunter. I love yes. animals. Yeah. But, you know, I, or, give, or, I give hunters respect because I, they have that patience to sit in, the, in a tree stand or, or yes. out in the or, woods or, for. Or, like, yeah, like landscape <laughs> photographers. Landscape like, photography, they just yeah, wait. yeah. They just wait and wait and wait uh-huh. and wait. <laughs> Sometimes it's days and it's like, yes, I've got the photo. I'm like, yeah. no, man, I'm making this photo happen right now. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't have the patience, you know. Right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's a that's a, that's a very good uh, good good topic. To and, and you know what you know we, what we mentioned here is photojournalism and uh, landscape photographers. Um, all all these genre, genres of photography is used in weddings. Um, I mean, yeah, I you, feel like for for me anyway, I want to put on a different hat, and I know that you do too. Mm-hmm. Like like I'm putting on my photojournalist photojournalistic hat at a diff, at a particular time where I don't want to be seen, and I want to let those moments happen. Um, but when I when it's my time to work with a couple, I really feel like I want to make awesome photos right now, and I'm going to put them in the best light, and I'm going to you know try and direct them a little bit, and and I feel like the one. So now here's the thing you mentioned about fo- respecting how much do you respect of somebody who just considers himself a photojournalist. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do, and then and then at the same time, part of me doesn't, <laughs> and the part of me doesn't is kind of the part of me that doesn't respect people. Sorry, I, I'm sorry. They're like. Natural light photographers, listen, I love you, okay? I love you, available light photographers. This might be a whole different show. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I love you, available light photographers, but you know what else is available? Flash. Flash is also available, Mm -hmm. and you should consider using it because in some situations, you kind of need to. You you know, like if you want to capture family portraits that are in really bad light. Mm -hmm. Um, So in the same kind of sense, I feel like, and here's the other thing too, and maybe we'll talk about this. One of the other things I wanted to talk about was New Year's goals, but one of my New Year's goals is posing and really getting into the nitty gritty of Mm -hmm. like how to pose people and what makes people look best. And uh, Roberto Venezuela has a book, Picture, Picture Perfect yes. Posing. Mm-hmm. And I started to look through that, and I was, like, totally inspired um, to, like, take my posing to the next yeah, level. Yeah. I, th- um, I think I mentioned to you um, uh, last time we spoke is that I went to one of his classes in WPPI last year. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend it. Yeah. 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 Um, so... I mean, that's a whole different art in itself is posing. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's one of the things, and I think he even mentions in the book, at least what I read of it so far, is, like, you know, we... We have the ability. People, some people just don't learn it, but it, it's it's an art. You know what I mean? It's an mm-hmm. art form. We have the ability to make people look the best that they can <laughs> right. look. And, and isn't it our job to help people look the best that they can look? Exactly. You know, it goes beyond the light. It, 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 you know, you can create the best light or put people in the best light, but if they have just this just slouching pose and they, they just won't look good, uh, then it just kind of ruins the shot a little bit. It, well, it doesn't ruin it, but... The shot could be better yes. if, if people were posed correctly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, we kind of got into uh, who are we, what are our backgrounds. So we, uh, but you asked me for my inspiration. Yes. Now, what is yours, Mr. Buscemi? Okay. So, you know, I'll sum it up in one word from, from the person that kind of changed my life. And it's so funny that, that this kind of happened today because I just actually finished writing this long letter to my high school um, music teacher mm-hmm. who is um, somebody who really inspired me to have passion in my life. And the reason I wrote this is because she's being nominated for this uh, Tony Award that's like a new oh, for educators. Yeah. It's, you know, for educators award and all of our former students are, we're trying to rally and, and get this thing going. Mm-hmm. But I just wrote this like three hour letter today, which is why I didn't accomplish a lot when I came here and mentioned <laughs> to you, I accomplished nothing, but I did accomplish writing this letter. Um, and it was, you know, she, she's, you know, everybody has that one person that inspires you to be the best version of yourself that you can be. And mm-hmm. for me, it was definitely, you know, this woman who it's like, we were passionately like involved like there was like 30 of us you know like in this you know okay i was in the show choir people okay i'm just gonna let them steal it out of the bag right now but it was an amazing show choir all right but when everybody's like coming together to create this amazing thing and you've never been a part of something so exciting or passionate before like that was a lesson that learning that at the time you know what what you are capable of what people are capable of like the passionate that you can have Mm -hmm. like any, anything since that in my life, like, I know when people are not, are kind of just like, oh, this is good enough. You know, so many photographers don't get work because they're just like, oh, you know, that photo is good enough. The, the couple will be happy the with good that. good enough, yes. Yeah. Like, no, dude. Like, be passionate for mm-hmm. what it is that you're doing in life. 
And and like that's the the number one lesson that I learned from from her you know this this uh, my high school choral teacher, mm-hmm. and um, so that's what you know kind of has inspired me throughout my life and and really kind of given me the idea that you know I can do anything that I want to do um, if I, if you decide to do it and decide to be passionate about it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the world is your oyster. <laughs> the world is your oyster. So, I like t- it. so take advantage of it. You know. Uh, so. Also, like how you mentioned, you know, a teacher who inspired you, and then I, I mentioned uh, a guy who's who's no longer with us, and I never met in my life. And <laughs> oh yeah, no, but it's you know, we all have. But the thing is, is that we all have that one that one that one thing. person. It doesn't yeah. matter like what it is. You know, I had a college professor that once said that everybody has. He called he had this stupid acronym. He called it a knack, N A C H, which was need to achieve. Mm-hmm. And everybody has this need to achieve. And for some people, their need to achieve is fulfilled in being a badass or being the class clown or being like you know whatever it is that they might be. But you know, for some people, you know, their need to achieve is fulfilled in being a wedding photographer. I have a wedding. <laughs> so here's my need to achieve is being fulfilled, right? Yeah. Um, so everybody has that, and, and but but we, but then we often put that need to achieve on a particular person, and and we kind of let that drives us to mm-hmm. to to be the best that we can be, and but I think that's the main thing that like so many you know people don't don't go to the next step because they don't um, they they don't they don't take that that passion or that need to achieve and kind of you know believe in themselves enough that mm-hmm. they can do it and um, and then just let nothing stop you because. You and I, you know, we've had conversations, uh, you know, where we've had some roadblocks and things happen and, you know, life is not perfect. And, mm-hmm. and, and but what you do is you keep going and you learn you make from the best, yeah, you learn from from any issues yeah. that come up and you and you, you you make the best of it. And, you know, and there's so many situations where failure is like the best opportunity to learn where. Um, you know, I've had some situations that I don't want to, maybe we shouldn't get into now just because I'll go on about it for a while. <laughs> but I've had situations where I failed at something in my life and it was really, it was a heartbreaking thing. Yeah. But I'll tell you, that made me like, like 10 times of a stronger person, f- you know, following that. You know, we could do a, a whole show just on like, on failure and, oh, and learning from yeah, failure, yeah. And, you know. Um, so anyway, we have, I think maybe favorite part of your wedding day maybe we'll do this this last topic sure. and then maybe kind of maybe actually we'll do this and then maybe get into some of our goals and then kind of wrap things up from there but okay. uh favorite part of your wedding day what is your favorite part of your wedding day and why okay well my favorite part of the wedding day is um it's when the bride sees her father for the first time um that's just the most emotional moment that for me um seeing between two people yeah that's Yes, seeing the bride, seeing the the groom for the first time. Yes, that's emotional. But for some reason, I, th- I think the m- more emotion is during when when the uh, daughter sees her father for the first mm-hmm. time, and and vice versa. Uh, like the father's just been waiting for this moment ever since he held her as a little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just just to see that twenty something years just build up, and then all of a sudden it's right there for you to capture. And uh, that's always my favorite moment. Yes, and this reminds me, Neil. Yes, that weddings, <laughs> as well as photography, are about people. It is. It it, is. You know, forget your technical stuff. Forget your camera. Mm-hmm. Forget all that stuff. And you know, another piece of this is actually like being a person and like connecting with people on a human level. Yeah. And yeah. you know, so you're mentioning that as your your response. That that I'm not gonna lie. I get emotional behind the camera. Yeah, me too. Uh, like my my. my my lens is, is <laughs> it gets fogged up, <laughs> and, and sometimes I have to wipe my wipe my wipe my eyes sometimes just because the moment is is there and and I and I feel it between the two. Yes. and I and you know sometimes hopefully one day that I'll I'll have that moment to share with with my future daughter. Yeah. So and, I, don't, and it, I don't have kids right now, but uh, yeah. But I'm just saying that you know. Yeah. No. I respect that moment, and I'm always ready for it. And that's what it's you know like, dude. It's about people. That's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. Is like. Yeah, if you don't like people, uh, you know, if, should, if you, then this isn't for you. No, it's not. Just, uh, go, should, go, <laughs> do something else that doesn't yeah, involve people. Go, go shoot <laughs> some animals with your camera. Yeah, <laughs> not a gun, but no. Exactly. Um, <laughs> all right, so... Uh, the... what, now, what about you? I mean, oh yeah, yeah we're do it, so... you, you always ask me questions, but uh, oh, that's you, you kind of okay. want to. Yeah, let's. What about you? <laughs> uh, my favorite part of the wedding day, 
I guess selfishly, I'm, I'm, you gave the um, altruistic answer. I'm going to give the selfish answer. <laughs> and the selfish answer for me is like when it's most common, I'm just working with the couple. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can just like relax with them, especially if they give me time, which I always, you know, at those initial consults, try and make sure it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it's, you know, if, if we have the time and they're in a good mood and I'm just kind of like, oh, you know, like, well, let's try this out. Let's try that. That's my favorite time of the yeah, day. Yeah. And I think for a lot of the couples, it is because. That's like the one time where there, it isn't craziness all around mm-hmm. them. And it's just kind of they can actually be themselves. And when I can, you know, work it into a shot, I'll just kind of say, you know, you guys hang out over there and just forget there's a photographer over here for a minute. And, yeah. You know, yeah. give them a little moment. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I love that part of the day. It's my favorite yeah. part. So. Yeah, I agree. And usually when I when I uh, what I like to do at, at the end of the day, take them outside for one last, little last photo shoot. And what I like to say to them is, like, this is your first time being alone for the whole day. Uh, and, th- and this is where they can reflect on the entire day of what just happened because it happened so fast for them. And I just kind of like to send them off and, and, and just capture what's going on between the two of them as, yep. as, as the stress is gone, all that hard work is done. And, uh, and yeah, I, I completely agree with you. That's, that's a great – it's always fun to capture. Yeah, that's, well, that's the part where – this is why I said it was kind of the selfish answer because mm-hmm. that's the part where I'm going to get most of my portfolio shots. <laughs> you know? and, uh, those are the parts where, you know, like, like I'll post on Facebook and the friends will like it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like those are the shots where we're going to get those kinds of shots. So, but, but I do, like I love that time yeah. too, you know, for all those reasons too, I swear. <laughs> um, okay. Um, but no, and, that, and that's important that you say that is that, you know, you got to be, you know, you like the selfish part of it. Uh, it it's important that we not only shoot for our clients but we shoot for ourselves yes that that's know? hugely important i feel like that's that's how we can keep interested in this is you know we have to ca- capture the shots to make mom and dad happy but mm-hmm. as soon as we have those then we kind of have to shoot for ourselves a little bit once we have the shots that we need to make them happy mm-hmm. then that's where i'll start breaking out like i've been you know doing the prisms and all that kind of <laughs> stupid crap lately but but something that's different that gets me excited about photography, you know, and doing something unique and, you know, that, that is maybe left field. And maybe some of those shots won't work out, mm-hmm. but, but, but you tried. But, yeah, you know? exactly. And, and it's something that's, you know. And this goes back on failure and success. Yes. You have, sometimes you have to fail to succeed. Yes. Um, and try stuff out. You yeah. know, there's. And, and, you know, on those shots that don't work out, when, the sh- when they do, those are the ones that are like the, the money wow. shots. Yeah, yeah those yeah. are the ones. That the, are the one money that you'll shots. get like three hundred likes, you know, within ten minutes of posting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the image. That's um, absolutely. Um, so, but you know what? That's that's yeah. why people hire us. You know, because we yes, we capture the important details beautifully, and but uh, but we we go beyond that. We we shoot for ourselves and we have the certain style that people want. And if we don't deliver that, then they might be a little bit disappointed. So it's always important to shoot for yourself and your clients will absolutely love those images. Yes. So, um, and, but then there's also the education. Like we constantly have to be educating our clients on like why we're doing what we're doing, because, (laughs) you know, say that you do like miss that shot when you're trying to be creative, mm-hmm. you know, you have to make, you have, well, first of all, you have to make sure that you get the one. That well, that's why I always first, say, you, you know, know, do the, do um, the important stuff and then you can play. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's always a little education component involved <laughs> with that too. But, um, you know, it's funny though, you know, I mentioned the, the prism thing, like lately I've just been like, like I don't even tell a couple. I just like, <laughs> It's like start what do you shoot the, what? through the prism? You know what I mean? Like you just put, I just put a prism up to my fifty millimeter. And I'm just like, like something that you hang like in a window, like uh, kind of like one of those decorations that no, you, no, that like, like some, grandparents no, hang no, no, in no. their their kitchen no, windows. No, 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 like something you find in a science class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we'll, t- we'll talk about. Oh, this one thing. of those. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Neil's making the kaleidoscope thing here, people. No, not, not a kaleidoscope. <laughs> it's like a piece of glass. It's like a three-triangle piece of glass. Okay, okay, okay. And you just uh, like stick it up, and you get all these cool like effects. Like a pyramid, and, like yeah, a glass pyramid. There, okay, yes. Okay, so, so when light reflects through it, and then you're shooting through it, you're getting some yeah, cool and, effects. Yeah, and then okay. you can like bring the environment into the shot a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, so as far as now we're now, totally... Do you, do you keep this like in your camera bag? Or, yeah, oh yeah. Or like right. in your, in your, oh, yeah, in your right. yeah, spider right. belt? Oh, yeah, it's ready to go. It's ready to prison, ready to go. Do you ever lay down for a shot and you land on it and uh, it stabs you? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But it's worth it for those shots now. Right, you know? right. So, 
that's, that's interesting. But those are the play shots because that that can really mess up some photos if you if you don't have your clean shots first. You got to be mm-hmm. careful with that. Yeah. Um, but uh, okay. So anyway, let's. Uh, I think we're we're probably hitting our time or going even beyond it, which is okay. Yeah, uh, you know, we'll okay. mm-hmm. we'll kind of let maybe these first few episodes be loose, and we'll see what happens with time going forward. And actually, uh, you know, you guys listening to this podcast, we do want you to you know let us know what uh, what you think of the show so far, where we think we could get better, uh, especially in terms of audio quality. We're kind of you know trying some things out, and also we do want you to uh, send us uh, questions as well. If you have any questions, uh, we're going to be taking questions. And actually, we were just talking about the email earlier, earlier, and we're going to do info at weddingphotographersunite.com. That's info at weddingphotographersunite.com. Uh, if you shoot us an email over there if, with any questions or just thoughts on uh, how we sound so far and where you, where you would like this to go, how you'd like to be a part mm-hmm. of it, uh, we'd uh, really appreciate that. Uh, we do have a lot of um, thoughts and topics on you know, bringing in some very nice uh, guests uh, coming up yeah, very soon. Yeah, that's, that's our goal is to bring guests who are very passionate uh, about this industry and are able to uh, educate you along the way. Um, so that said, I think uh, the last topic we were talking about is just uh, maybe a goal for the year. And, and, and for me, I just kind of hit on it a little bit. It's, I think it's more is through this, this podcast and opening doors and kind of mm-hmm. seeing what kind of comes out of it. I'm making connections with people mm-hmm. is always and networking is important. People Very important. networking is important people. That's how yes. our business works. Um, so uh, just opening some of those doors and kind of seeing what, what comes out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what about uh, you, New Year's goals, maybe along the same lines? or uh, You know, I, I kind of set five-year goals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that, that's kind of like important of, of running a business. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to think that you're, you're from year to year. You kind of want to set long-term goals. And every year I kind of set like a five-year goal. And, uh, and for this, this past year, we kind of hit every single goal. And uh, for this new year, we're, we just kind of plan on building off of that. Um, you know, that's, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, no, that's um, good. Just Goal. growing, yeah. you know. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm part of a husband and wife team, um, and my, my wife is kicking butt. And uh, so right now she's, she's getting a lot of um, inquiries about shooting her own weddings. So that's kind of like where we want to grow. And, mm-hmm. um, and we need to... Uh, I need to find a replacement for her, so I need a, a, a newer assistant. So, and she needs her her new assistant. So that's kind of like where we are with our company. It's good, yeah. and uh, and constantly growing. Right now, I'm you know every year I kind of uh, take this. We're in, we're in the winter time right now, so I kind of take this off season time and practice new things of what I'm going to plan on um, putting into my work for the for this coming season, whether it's post-production or playing with a prism like Andy does, <laughs> which I, I'm, <laughs> that, that's, that's your thing. So, but no, you know, little things, little things like that, that you can't really take risks of, of doing during, you know, the mid season hecticness of, of what's going on. So I, that's why I kind of like to do during the off season of in every, every year I like to um, play with, um, some new software and kind of add that to to my uh, to my work, so it's it just, just uh, you know doesn't become stale or yes. just doesn't stay. Yep. And last time know. I was here, you were talking about practicing, like yeah, actually yeah. practicing actually new practicing. techniques. Yeah. Yes, Who would have yeah. thought practicing would be something <laughs> that we should do? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah so. I th- when I was telling you about that, I was I was playing with a new technique for about six months before I showed like anybody a picture. And so once I showed, you know, a picture and, and got some feedback from it, and once the feedback became really positive, then I started showing more, and, and I was used to the style. I wasn't playing around or, or anything like that. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's practice, people. you got to practice. Um, and, and, you know, when you practice, one, one thing that I, I really learned from practicing, um, practice on an image of yourself. Okay, I know that sounds weird and stuff like that, but if you don't, if if you're practicing like a certain technique in post production, if you don't like how you look in that technique, mm, mm-hmm. then your clients aren't going to yes. like it. So, pra- you know, when you're practicing mm-hmm. on, on techniques, practice on yourself. You mean brides don't like ugly skin tones? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> that's, exa- uh, yeah, that's exactly. Okay, because I thought brides really liked like super red skin, you know, with like, like right. you no, know, they don't like that with like high contrast, like move the slider all the way to the right. They don't like that? Uh, okay, no. okay. All right. 
Okay, just checking because mm-hmm. sometimes you know you see photos and yeah. you wonder. Yeah. Um, okay, so and now what about your your goals? You oh, here we go again. Yeah, yeah. No, well, no, okay, but this one I did. Kind now, of you you mentioned yeah. the podcast and you know those goals, but uh, yeah, and, and networking too. Sure, I mean, you know, we already do a lot of networking. Um, I know you, I, you you network socially or uh, locally a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are you well? That, yeah, I, I think that's kind of like how it ties into this podcast because I have been you know very good. Obviously, I have a successful business. I shoot thirty weddings a year, and I'm happy mm-hmm. with the rate that I'm shooting at and everything. Uh, so I'm successful, you know, locally on a locally networking on a local level. But I really haven't put myself out there and tried to make connections on a national level for the most part. There's mm-hmm. a few little you know, things and some people that I've talked to and everything like that, but I haven't really, um, you know, attended the WPPIs, which I know I really should have. And I, you know, <laughs> I, I was a member of um, uh, WPPI, you know, a few years ago, but I let it lapse and I, and I absolutely plan on renewing it, especially doing this podcast now, because I know I'm going to start making some more of those mm-hmm. connections where um, that that's going to be important going forward. Um, but uh, so, I, you know, my thing is for this year, I do want to kind of branch out and, you know, through this podcast, um, you know, start talking to more people and get, um, you know, it's the, the other reason that we're doing this is so that we can learn as well. Like, I, I feel like between the both of us, we have a lot, you know, we both run successful businesses. And the other beautiful thing about this is Neil and I are both here locally uh, together. Yeah, like, is, like yeah, we're supposed to be competitors, <laughs> um, but we're actually like... Um, you know, like, and we're both doing fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so we're not, we're just here doing what we're doing <laughs> and like, and, and, the, and that's the way it should be. You know, like there's an old school mentality where everybody kind of hated each other. I feel mm-hmm. like, and nobody talked to each other. Nobody grew, but now all the information is out there anyway. Right. You know, people, it's all on YouTube. It's all on YouTube. It's all on podcasts like this. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to get a different perspective from different people that you listen to. Hopefully that's part of the reason why you might choose to listen to us. But it's but it, a lot of it, so much of it is out there. Um, but uh, but learning from other people on, an, on a national level and actually uh, making those connections, I think, is is pretty much my main you know goal that I'd like to start thinking about yeah, going forward for good. this year. So. Now, this this is probably a whole different show, but you mentioned about how everything is out there, YouTube and blogs and um, is is this the end of the photography school era? Um, what do you think on that? Well, I don't. I feel like it, it has been out there for so long already. I feel like that mm-hmm. shift has already kind of happened. Like, there, there's. I used to be a, a teacher, okay, and there's there's two kinds of people out there in the world. There's people that want things kind of like you know get, given to them, and then there's people that go out there. That and basically make the drive, you know, have the drive to like, I'm going to learn whatever I can because it's all out there, it's free, and I'm going to be the best that I can be. And why wouldn't I want to learn? I, you know, I feel like I got as good as I did so fast because I was listening to the top professionals in the world talk mm-hmm. about their craft. And when you listen to the top professionals talk about their craft, and watch them, watch the YouTube videos, watch all the the endless amount of content that's <laughs> out there. When you do that enough you start to think like they do mm-hmm. and you start to shoot like they do. You start to have, you know, you, and, and so be more like that second person, people. You want to make things happen for yourself, make things happen for yourself. <laughs> There's no way to say it. Like, do it. it all, like, the information is out there. Do it. Get yeah, out there yeah. and make things happen for yourself. Um, so, you know, tr- the podcasts like this, they're out there. Take advantage of them. Listen to them. You know, Neil and I are two working pros um, take take the take the pieces of information that work for you, and then you know, and then use it for your business. It's what it's uh, what it is. Yeah, and one thing about uh, you know that we have in common as well is that it's not just our highway, our way or the highway, kind of thing. You know, we're constantly trying to learn in this wedding photography. It's it's changing every every day. You know, there's there's new equipment, there's new styles, there's there's new software. There's it's constantly changing. Uh, so to have an open mind um, to new things is a great thing. So, yeah. um, so I think we're pretty much about ready to wrap up here. These uh, questions—is this something that we're doing? Uh, no, this is kind of oh, like oh. for the uh, okay. for our guests in in the, okay. in the future. So we've got some plans um, here for the future, people. Uh, <laughs> but let's let's tell our yeah, yeah let's tell our, our listeners about the gear that you use. Okay. Uh, yeah. Your, just yeah. Just really quickly. Um, you know, as far as. Um, gear goes, although it's not, it's not the end all be all, mm-hmm. you know, um, just, uh, if, oh, and here, you know, actually before I even mention the gear, please do this, please do this right now. Like if you haven't done this, if you've listened to us this long <laughs> and you haven't done this, just 
go find something. You, you've, just stop, please. Stop. <laughs> if you haven't looked up Neil's work or my work at, by this point in the podcast, and I'm not saying this to be for self-promotional reasons at all. I, sw- I swear I'm not. What I am saying this for is this. Do not learn from people that you don't want to learn from. If you don't like the way my work looks or the way Neil's mm-hmm. work looks, you probably should not be learning from us, okay? <laughs> and I'm just going to tell that to you right now. Be, you know, it's not to say that we, you know, there are different styles and different people like different styles and art is and the, I have the beholder. But what I will say is this. You know, the, the, I did go to um, uh, the, the show out in New York City um, uh, oh, um, Photo Plus, yeah, okay, Photo Plus. a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went to a whole bunch of uh, sessions from wedding photographers, that kind of thing. And a lot of them were fantastic. You know, I, I looked up looked up to a speaking prior to, prior to going, and I, you know, learned a lot from, from a lot of people. There was one session in particular, and I won't mention names or anything like that, but there's one session where, you know, I looked at the guy's work, and I just didn't, like, the, the work was just not that great. Like, I was like, can I really learn from this person, mm-hmm. you know? And then, but I liked the topic. Right. So I went to this thing anyway, and it was horrible. Like, it was just, and I hate that, like, like I'm not mentioning names mm-hmm. or anything like that, but it was just a horrible, horrible thing. Like, there was problems with, you know, getting equipment there. Like, it was disorganized. It wasn't great. Like, I already kind of knew about the topic anyway, and he wasn't teaching me. Like, I felt like I was in, you know, and, like, I had to walk out, like, at some point. It was the worst. You know, I felt so bad having to do it, but I was like, I can't waste my time anymore. <laughs> and the point is, is this. From that point on, I decided if I'm ever going to go to a session again, I'm going to look at that person's work, mm-hmm. and I'm going to de- decide, do I like it? To, or or even if it doesn't fit my style, is there something, you know, consistent about them? Are they, are they you know... Do I respect them, you know, in, in terms of, like, they're a working full-time pro? And there are some other there, – there are some other th- people that I've listened to on podcasts and that kind of thing. Maybe don't shoot too much and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then they, this is what they do, you know. Right. They're not really working. Okay, they don't really do it. And that kind of matters too. You know, like for me anyway, I want to I learn from somebody who's actually out there doing it and that, uh, whose work I respect when I look mm-hmm. at their work. So that matters, and that's all I'm saying. And, and for those reasons, I would ask that you take a look at our work, and it, you know, it'll be on the website, uh, that kind of thing, in the show notes. So. Right, and don't, and don't forget, we're going to have uh, all different kind of guests who do different work than, yes. than we do. Yes. Uh, so there's always something for people to learn as well down the road. Um, and, but, and, yeah. we're, and we're really serious here, people. <laughs> Wedding photographers, unite. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's, let's unite here. <laughs> let's make some things happen. Um, so... Um, I guess uh, we'll, we'll let people know where to follow us. But any other closing thoughts before we before we uh, head off here? Uh, no, just be yourself. Be a good person. Yeah. Um, be loving people. Be respectful. Mm-hmm. Be professional. Mm-hmm. Um, and love what you do. It's, yes. it's going to show up in the work. Yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. your clients are going to gravitate towards it, and and they're going to love you for it. Yes, so. absolutely. Um, very good stuff. Uh, once again, if you could send any questions, thoughts, comments about our show so far, um, info at Wedding Photographers Unite. And uh, if you could get those our way, that's great. And what is this camera? Somebody else making oh, a, well, uh, He's uh, taking uh, fake yeah, pictures of he, me. I don't know he, what this means. No, he completely, uh, Andy completely uh, forgot to answer my question about the gear. Oh. Yes, let's tell our listeners. Of, okay, yeah. Just, because you know, we're very passionate about the craft and everything. But, of course, every... Master has to have his tools. Oh, yeah, tools so, do matter. Uh, yes, okay, so yes. really quickly. Because there are people who really care about the gear. Yes. Oh, uh, and, but, and, I, and I'm happy to do gear shows. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I'm still, you know, I still love my gear. You yeah. know, okay. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, just really quickly, as far as gear goes, um, I'm, I have been shooting Canon for 5D, 5D2 and 5D3 for a number of years. And just recently with the D750, I kind of jumped ship over the D750, and I picked up two D750s, and I have a whole lens line up in Nikon now. And I shot my first um, uh, pure full Nikon wedding this New Year's Eve, um, nice. and I left the Canon in the bag. <laughs> and uh, there are advantages still to the Canon that I can talk about, but overall the reason that I made the switch, and I'm happy that I did, is simply because of dynamic range that's available in that D750. Um, it, it is... Uh, being shooting shooting in any kind of situation where you want to push the blacks which i do like to do in my style of editing that gives me more room to play more room to be a little bit of an artist and whatever i guess if you want to call it that you know in whatever way that i'm trying to push my files uh so why wouldn't i right i guess you know so so that was kind of the main thing for me um 
Although there are some canon advantages that that I am missing, and lenses in particular, but I, I think that would get into too, too much into the nitty gritty for me. Mm-hmm. But we're trying to just let people know what we're shooting right now. I guess yeah. now with the with the, the switch, did you go for all Nikon Nikon? glass or did you kind of go with like sigma so right yeah the the art series everybody's kind of raving about that right now yeah Yeah, it's amazing uh so the 35 millimeter and 50 millimeter sigmas are have have gotten actually almost the most use of Mm -hmm. what i've been doing but uh the uh, 20 millimeter uh I think there's a 1.8, 20-millimeter 1.8. Uh, really? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's, like, super sharp on the corners and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the one the one lens, the one lens that I'm missing on the Canon side is my 135L. Uh, and Nikon has a 135, but, like, it's, like, an older one from the 90s. And it's super sharp, but it is slow to focus compared to my old 135L, which is kind of a bummer. Okay. Um, but... Uh, but other than that, and that, yeah, and even the, my, we were talking about this lens too. The seventy to two hundred Sigma yeah, is yeah. also oh, uh, that's that's my go-to. Well. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I've, gosh, I've I've had that can- that lens for like three years now, mm-hmm. and it's still just like brand new. I, I absolutely love that that lens. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Welcome yeah. to the dark side. Andy. Yeah, absolutely. And, and 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 people listening, Canon shooters, we love you too. I'm st- I'm still I still I'm still a Canon. You know, just uh, just so you know. Uh, I, I don't know how I could say that, but but uh, you know, it's all it's all just yeah. stuff at the end of the day. It's tools, you know, yeah. I mean, I I, sh- I shot with Canons as well, so it's. I mean, I th- I think almost any brand you go with, even Olympus. I mean, or, or even iPhones. I mean, all. The technology is so advanced now that you can pretty much, if you know what you're doing, if you know light, yeah. you can pretty much take a picture with yeah. almost anything. And that's, um, yeah, I mean, know, like, like, but people, don't quote me on that, but you know. People were saying, like, oh, you know, like, is was it hard to switch to Nikon? I was like, okay, stuff's backwards a little bit, <laughs> but in about three hours, if you know how to shoot, you know how to shoot. Uh-huh. You know, it's, it's, you know, you have to learn some menus, basically. The menu systems are different, things are a little backwards, but honestly, like, I, I bought it the next day I was shooting a wedding with it. Like mm-hmm. the very next day, I was shooting a wedding with it, yeah, and, and that yeah. Um, and, but I did spend two to three hours or more, probably actually more, uh, just mm-hmm. learning it. And I kept one lens on it all day, so mm-hmm. I wasn't messing around with different lenses. But uh, now, what about your flashes um, and stuff? Uh, so how, how? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, as far as uh, f- uh, flashes go, I did. You know, I. I, the Young Now, uh, they're eighty dollars flashes, mm-hmm. which and you can buy like six of them for the price of one, <laughs> of one uh, high end Nikon or Canon flash. So uh-huh. I did. I bought like six of them, and you can do all radio control. There's okay. radio built in, which, which again, the one other issue for me switching over to Nikon is the Nikon flash system is not as nice as the Canon flash system because Canon has the uh, radio triggers built in on the six okay. hundreds, uh, but not built in on uh, its line of sight with the Nikon system. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually bought one SB900, like, used on eBay just so I could have a TTL flash. Mm-hmm. And then I have a whole bunch of manual flashes, which I usually shoot manual when I'm yeah, shooting so anyway. I, yeah. so, so I just feel like, why wouldn't I have that and a lot of backups? And it, when mm-hmm. I do need TTL, which is usually, like, in a weird reception issue area where I'm bouncing around and I'm like, right. ah, just TTL will make it happen, <laughs> you know? So, um that's what I'm shooting. So, and and you are shooting. I am a Nikon guy. Nikon, yeah. Nikon. That depends on how you say it, but I say Nikon. Um, but yeah, I have a Nikon. Uh, I started off with a D50, and then I upgraded to D3, which just changed my world. It just blew me away. Uh, I was shooting at 6400 ISO, and at that time, in like 2009 or 2010, um, you know, the the Canon guys were yeah. were talking about this, yeah, this high ISO. Yeah, that was like, one of them. Just was- last year, they were like, "Oh my gosh, it's high ISO!" I'm like, "Well, yeah. I've been shooting that since uh, for like four or five years now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome." Yeah. Uh, but no, th- then I upgraded to a D3s, and that's what I'm shooting now. And but my D3s is it's. It's it's aged right now, it, it's, and that's sad to say it's only like three years old, and it's already like, it's it's an antique now. Yeah. Uh, so, but um, but gosh, the the things that they're coming out with right now, the mirrorless bodies of yeah. what Sony's doing, it's uh, it, they're not there yet. It's where I I'm comfortable of shooting a wedding, so I'm not. But I'm waiting. I'm waiting for this moment as to where Canon or Nikon come out with a mirrorless body, which which they do, but they're not they're not where Sony is right now. So right now I'm just kind of like just watching my computer, just waiting for an update uh, like on, on one of the websites or social media or Twitter to come through and saying, Nikon just released this 
mirrorless body. Yeah. yeah I, I, I'm just really, really waiting for that moment. And actually, and it, the reason that I held on to it for some Canon stuff is mm-hmm. because Canon, for the love of God, if they just put, because Nikon have the Sony sensors in now. That's why they're, they're rated so high. Yeah. And then the DXO and everything, yeah. they have that dynamic range. If that 5D4 comes out and it has you know, a Sony sensor in it, mm-hmm. I'm very well made to be swayed to go back just for the lens lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it depends. I mean, hello, people. <laughs> uh, we had a little problem with our recording there. There's a, a loose firewire cable, and at some point we might have just kind of cut ourselves out there, but that's okay because it was kind of going into a train wreck anyway. Yes, and it, so, it was, it's the first episode, so things, you yeah, know. Yeah, we're, we're getting used to the experience and the environment of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, getting over the, the mic issues and that kind of thing. But right. that said, uh, we're going to kind of wrap things up for today. And uh, so thanks for our Andy, um, yes. tell our listeners where they can find you. Oh, they can find me. Um, you know, my website is uh, BushemiPhotography.com. And it's kind of like the actor Steve Buscemi, except if except you just take out Steve and put Andy <laughs> in front of that. That'll take you there or my website, BushemiPhotography.com. Uh, and then, see, the thing is, here's, here's the thing, people. Over here in where Neil and I are, for whatever reason, and I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason up here in our area, most people are on Facebook. They're not on Twitter. So I'm not that active on Twitter. Inspire me to be more active on Twitter, (laughs) and I promise I will be. So inspire me. You can just find me at Andy Buscemi. And that's on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I, Neil, you're also on Twitter as well. I am right? on Twitter. I'm I'm not, not on active, there a lot. Yep. No, no. I need to be kind of educated yeah. and, and stuff like that. Yeah, inspired. I, I do. Yes, I, yes. I do know how to use it. But you can find me at neilurban.com, www.neilurban, N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N. Uh, that's dot com. And you, yes, as Andy said, uh, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Anything at Neil Urban. Uh, that's pretty much where I am. Um, it's Instagram. Uh, on Google Plus. I'm, I am on Google Plus uh, also. So for the Google Plus uh, followers, uh, you know, come come visit me there. And Neil, Neil, you have you have like a massive following on Google Plus already right now. So you probably bit, you yeah. probably are already friends with them on, on Google Plus right now, whether you realize it or not. Well, hop on right now and uh, drop me a line, say hello. Um, but you know, and actually, probably the easiest way is just Google our names because that that's right. where, where the most important stuff will come up, including the Facebook pages and all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, you know, and that's in the show notes there. So thank you so much for uh, joining us for a uh, first uh, episode here. I hope it was uh, went smoothly for you. We want you to kind of like join in and be a part of this thing like uh, that's why we're called wedding photographers unite we want to kind of see where things go and, and bring things together here so uh, drop us a line we'd uh, love to have your activity and participation in the show yes definitely building a community so, so thank you for the first uh, first listen here and uh, wedding photographers unite and Neil and I are out for the day so we are out thank you <laughs> thank you wedding photographers unite